Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, from Walking Dead Now. want to welcome all of our viewers tonight on this Saturday evening. Hope you're having a good day wherever you are. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit our website at deadtalklive.com. And also, please visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And if you're there right now, we would appreciate if you would hit the good old thumbs up button on this broadcast. Anyway, Saz is going to be handling the text chats on uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Marie is going to be moderating on Instagram. Uh, Like I said, I hope everyone's having a good evening. Want to welcome Singer Chick with us. Uh, Junior James is also joining us on YouTube. Bree Nicole is with us on Facebook, as is Dalse, uh, Sonia, Lordana, uh, OG is with us on uh, YouTube. Let's see what's going on on the Instagram side. Seaworth99 is with us. Welcome, Seaworth. Abdel, CC Weezy is waving at us. Bronxy is with us. Beep is also with us. Uh, let's see, Virchum, just going down this list here, G4CKE is joining us, Pedro is with us on YouTube, Matt just joined us on YouTube as well, saying, do you think the hospital from season 5 is still up, or what are your thoughts about that, have no idea, uh, if that's the same, uh, if it's the same set that they're using for this hospital in season 10, uh, we know that season 5 takes place in Georgia when they were in that hospital. Uh, and the hospital they're in now is in Virginia, so it's two separate locations, but it's all filmed in the same place in Georgia, in Sonoya. So who knows? They try to make some differences so it can look uh, a little bit different. But a lot of people, when they saw that hospital in um, these uh, last episode of season 10 that we had before we get to the finale on October 4th, everyone, a lot of people said the same thing. That really looks like the same hospital as Beth was in. Is it the same set? Are they using the same set they used in season five? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, There are some minor differences, but overall, it looks like the same hospital. Uh, I've said that before, and a lot of people caught on to that as well. Uh, Sylvia is with us on uh, Facebook. Uh, Oh, Sylvia is still on the rumors part of the whole news we got two days ago. If our moderators can answer her question, that would be great. Alvin is with us on Facebook as well. Kelly is joining us on YouTube. So, a reminder, guys, Matt Trainer, who played Nicholas, Matt, sorry, Michael Trainer, who played Nicholas on uh, The Walking Dead Season 5 and 6, is going to be our special guest tomorrow night. We all remember Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas is the one who was responsible for getting Noah uh, killed in such a gruesome way. When he uh, tried to escape through those revolving doors, thinking of no one but himself. And in the process, got Noah killed. Him and Glenn uh, were at odds for a huge chunk of their time together. He was an important character on The Walking Dead. And a big uh, development character in regards to Glenn. Anyway, we are very excited that Michael Trainer, who played Nicholas is going to be our special live guest here tomorrow. So make sure you guys tune in for that. It's going to be a great show. Uh, And I can't wait. We can't wait to talk to Michael tomorrow. Now, I got to share with you guys something funny. Uh, Before we get started with uh, our news and announcements, I think this is hysterical. Uh, My mom uh, watches this show, even though she doesn't understand a word of what I'm saying. Um, so she's been bugging me and my brother, Marco, who is also our executive producer, you know, what show are you guys talking about? You know, so she doesn't understand what I'm saying, but she watches me. 
you know, every night uh, and tries to pick up on a few words here and there. So my brother uh, had a great idea to introduce her to the walking dead. My mom, you know, speaks really only Greek and uh, I pay for a subscription service for my mom so she can watch all the Greek channels here in the United States. Uh, she loves to watch uh, TV. And uh, The Walking Dead is, of course, it plays in Greece with Greek subtitles. So, you know, Marco found it for her with Greek subtitles. But my mom does not like blood, gore, and violence at all. Okay? It scares the crap out of her. So, as she uh, was watching one of the episodes that my brother put on for her, he was recording her watching the show, and he posted it on his TikTok. And I have the video here for you guys to see. I think this is hysterical. So, this is my mother watching The Walking Dead. Okay? Just check this out. I mean, there's no words. I, I think that's hysterical. She is covering her face like a scared five-year-old watching uh, a scary movie. And I think that is just hysterical. And I had to share that with you guys because I just could not stop laughing. CC Wheezy, Seaworth, Deborah, they're all laughing on Instagram as is Tiffany on Twitter. Uh, yeah, well, she wanted to know. She wanted to know what show we're talking about. So, you know, my brother showed her. Uh, and I got to give her credit. She didn't say turn it off. She was peeking from, you know, the her shirt that she was covering her eyes the majority of the time. But I think that's just hysterical. Marie wants to know, does she know that I shared that? I told her. I told her, since I know she she's watching right now, that I would share that. And uh, she was okay about it. She was, she's like, she was all right with it. She was cool with it. She uh, She's a good sport. She's a good sport. Uh, but I think it's hysterical. Um, uh, Xanders writes that should be on the Walking Dead Instagram page. <laughs> uh, Tiffany's like, Yep, now she knows. I, I did tell her it wasn't a surprise. I know she watches, uh, watches me live every night just for the sheer fact that you know I'm her son, and you know, so you know, she's a mom and uh, she's proud and uh. So I, that's my shout out to my mom is embarrassing her on how she watches The Walking Dead. So anyway, let's move on to some announcement, guys. Uh, what do we have today? OK. All right. First on the list, Rick Grimes Walker from the pilot teases shock return. The Walking Dead fans will have no problem remembering the first time Rick Grimes, played by Andrew Lincoln, came face-to-face -face with the dead on the AMC series way back in the show's pilot episode. Rick awoke from a comatose state to find a post-apocalyptic world in which the dead were anything but. Um, desperate to discover what was going on, Rick stumbled across a young girl, played by Addie Miller, although when he tried to talk to her, he was in for quite the shock. In what is a, one of the most iconic scenes in The Walking Dead history, Rick had just found an abandoned gas station keen to refill his police car's tank. Still bemused and unaware 
of what had taken place while he was unconscious, Rick, for all he knew, was the last survivor on the planet. Rick removed his pistol and his walker would be the first of 100 kills the Walking Dead hero would rack up. The, that moment cemented the horrific world Rick now lived in and set the basis for the drastic measures he'd have to go to for the rest of his tenure on the show. And while Rick bowed out of the drama nine seasons later, and with the series uh, coming to an end after season 11, actor uh, Addie Miller had teased the iconic Walker may be coming back for one final outing. Reacting to the news, AMC has decided uh, to call time on the horror series uh, beyond season 11. Miller took to her public Twitter profile responding to the news. Miller first tweeted was, I'm not crying, you are. Before long, fans quickly replied to the actress with their messages of support, but there's one that caught the eye more than most. And, and it goes like this, and you were there at the beginning, uh, tweeted one fan of the Walking Dead star. Miller sent the rumor into overdrive by replying, okay, but if imagine if I got to be there in the end. So she was just playing with the crowd there about uh, Rick's first encounter with a walker uh, coming back in the end. But uh, definitely do not see that happening considering that Addie Miller is a grown woman now. And you guys should check out her Twitter profile uh, and stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh... Kelly McDermott writes, yes, Rick will return. He will return in the movies, not in the TV show. Diana writes, I'm sad that it's ending, but at least there will be a spinoff. The original Walking Dead title show, guys, is ending, but our characters, the universe, is still going to go on. It's expanding. It's getting bigger. And uh, just because it's going to have a different title with Carol and Daryl and a whole probably a whole bunch of other characters are going to come over, it's still going to be The Walking Dead. You know, and like I said two nights ago, whether they call it The Walking Dead, Daryl and Carol right off into the sunset together, or The Walking Dead, you know, Daryl and Carol, you know, go to the pits of hell. It's still going to be The Walking Dead. It's still going to be Daryl. It's still going to be Carol. Same characters. Same actors. So, don't see it as The Walking Dead ending. The Walking Dead is expanding. It's, you know, the stories of the people we know and love are going to continue. We're not going to lose them. And one thing that announcement two days ago definitely should put to rest is people wondering if Daryl or Carol are going to die before, you know, the end of season 11, which is going to take place over two years, by the way. Uh, you know, the original title, The Walking Dead, will not air its last episode till over two years from now. Uh, so, like I said, Daryl, Carol... And probably a whole bunch of characters that we haven't even met yet on The Walking Dead. Remember, guys, we're about to meet a whole new community that has 50,000 members. There's a whole new uh, host of characters that we're about to meet. So some are going to be loved. Some are going to be hated. Some are going to go over to the new TV show. Some are not. It's no different. It's just going to be The Walking Dead with a different title. And, of course, we're getting the Rick Grimes movies. Like I just said, we're getting the Daryl and Carol spinoffs. We're getting this great anthology uh, series uh, on 
current characters, past characters, whole new characters, lots of exciting stuff going on. Like I mentioned yesterday as well, um, AMC signed a deal with IMDb TV. There is going to be an exclusive channel on IMDb TV that is just dedicated to the Walking Dead universe. And the name of that channel, appropriately so, is going to be called the Walking Dead universe. Non-stop Walking Dead. Day and night. You know what I mean? So, uh, lots of cool and exciting stuff coming our way. Now, uh, next thing that actually AMC announced is uh, what they're calling Night of the Walking Dead. Six fan-voted episodes of The Walking Dead will live again as part of Night of the Walking Dead, a tournament-style event airing October 3rd, which is the day before the finale premieres, on AMC, as announced by AMC Networks on Friday, voting is now open for viewers to determine the six episodes that will rerun on television the night before the special event of the season 10 finale, which is going to be called A Certain Doom. So they're giving us, the fans, uh, the option on which six episodes by popular vote, they are going to air the day before, which is kind of cool. This six-episode event, curated by fan, sorry, fans, ends the Walking Dead episode Diaries Marathon, which is now airing on AMC through the season finale, which sees the current season return to television with all new bonus features. For a limited time, fans can pick from 24 episodes belonging to an iconic era of The Walking Dead. The six episodes with the most votes will go on the air during the night of The Walking Dead marathon. From the early days, choices include the series premiere, Days Gone By, the show's second episode, Guts, uh, the second season episode's pretty much dead already, and Better Angels. Offerings from Defending the Prison include third season episodes of Walk With Me, Killer Within, Clear, which is that famous episode where we get to see Morgan again, as well as season four episode, Too Far Gone, where the governor kills Herschel while attacking the prison claimed by the survivors. The Road to Terminus highlights The Grove. That's the epic episode where uh, Carol takes out Lizzie, the Look at the Flowers episode, as well as the fourth season finale, A. That's where uh, they get to Terminus and they they get locked up in that train car And Rick basically says they're messing with the wrong people. And the fifth season episodes are going to be No Sanctuary, Four Walls and a Roof. Those episodes pit Rick Grimes and his people against Gareth and his group of cannibals. Uh, You know that famous episode where Rick keeps his promise to Gareth about his uh, red machete. Uh, So... Voting is open, and, uh, you know, you can do it on The Walking Dead's Twitter account. They have polls, so you guys want to go and vote to see which six episodes AMC is going to air on October 3rd, the night before the finale. Please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, Let's see what's going on. Lindsay Sparks writes, Love The Walking Dead. Is getting new shows that is very exciting. Blob uh, Bros writes, uh, that's a lot of Walking Dead. Uh, I assume you're talking about that IMDb thing. I'm excited about that. IMDb TV, a 24 hour 
uh, network channel on IMDb TV dedicated to the Walking Dead universe. I mean, how exciting is that? They're going to be having fan-favorite episodes from all shows, uh, Talking Dead highlights, uh, bonus features, interviews. They're also going to bring on some uh, new unscripted shows as well. So it is uh, really, really cool. It's really cool. Uh, so anyway, let's move on to the next thing, guys. Fear of the Walking Dead Season 6 trailer uh, reveals first look at a brand new character. The latest teaser for Fear the Walking Dead reveals a first look at Dakota, one of the several new characters joining the Walking Dead's universe in the spin-offs anthology-style sixth season. Dakota brings out a whole new side of Big Sister Virginia, Fear's leading villain, who ordered the separation of Morgan, uh, Morgan's group of meddling survivors. Now that Alicia, Daniel, June, and deputized, deputized Victor and John Dory save Sir Virginia and her pioneers, will Dakota act as a friend or a foe? There aren't enough of them to stop us, Dakota says. In a brief clip published by AMC, now is the something. Now is the time to do something. There are a number of new characters this season, and with each new character we have on the show, they open up whole new worlds. And there are some huge developments that come out of new characters and really huge new worlds that we see. Scott Gimple, the Walking Dead chief content officer and Fear executive uh, producer said when teasing Coletti's role over the summer, one of the characters, though, is somebody that opens up a whole new side to Virginia, and that's her little sister. The addition of Dakota uh, dimensionalizes Virginia, and we see a vulnerability, and we see a relationship that shows us an entirely different side of the character a whole different side of her characterization. Gimple continued, Miss Coletti is a brilliant actor, um, and seeing her with Colby is really, really good stuff. It's scary fun. So there you guys have it. Some more good stuff to look forward to on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, let's see what's going on. Uh, Carol is with us on Facebook. Hello, Carol. Uh, Giglia is joining us on Facebook as well. Shannon is with us from California. Welcome, Shannon. It's good to have you with us. Um, so anyway, let's get on with our topic for today. Today we are going to be discussing Henry and Lydia, the tragic love story which is sort of kinda and cannot compare to Romeo and Juliet. The young love between Henry and Lydia. Uh, so, I mean, shoot, where do you get started with this one? When you think about The Walking Dead, every major love story has had bad or tragic endings. Just to name a few, Rick and Laurie, Maggie and Glenn, Aaron and Eric, Tara and Denise, Carl and Enid, the Abraham love triangle, how can we forget that, between Abraham, Sasha, and Rosita, and when we had Michael Cudlitz on the show as our guest, I teased him about that from the very beginning of the interview, I'm like, hold up a second, Michael, you know, we are all grieving over the loss of Glenn and Abraham. I'm like, Glenn, yeah, of course. Uh, he had a wife. He had a baby on the way. Uh, nice guy. Loved by everyone. Now, let's take Abraham's character, okay? Here you have, you've been with 
uh, two beautiful women on the show. Okay. Uh, you dumped Rosita in a very bad way. You know, uh, very unlike everything else we know about Abraham's character. That scene in where he dumps Rosita to go over with Sasha. So I was teasing Cudlets when we had him on the show. I'm like, you know, you've been with Sasha, you've been with Rosita, two beautiful women on The Walking Dead. So, you know, here we are crying over your death over three years later. But I wonder how many other characters, uh, you know, having experienced what you experienced, would have traded places with you uh, on that, you know, standing in front of Negan just to have experience what you already had been through with having two beautiful women fighting over you. So he got a laugh out of that. I teased him about that. Uh, anyway, we also have Alden and Enid. Uh, that did not last very long either. And Rick and Michonne, not a tragic ending. Well, for Michonne it was because she thought he was dead. Uh, but they were just separated. You know, for all for us to know the truth that Rick did not die, Michonne thought he was dead, but not a happy ending for them either. But there is still a possibility uh, because they are both still alive on the show for that to change. And they could very well end up having a happy ending. But as we've all come to know, there really are no happy endings in the zombie apocalypse. It's just uh, one issue right after another. Now, if anyone can think of a love, a love story that did not end in tragedy on The Walking Dead, please chime in and let us know. You know what I'm saying? AZ Gamer writes, Viz, is Daryl and Carol's spinoff series going to be based on finding Rick and Michonne? We have no idea. And they're not going to let us know either. Uh, so that 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 information is not going to be coming out anytime soon. All we know is that Rick, is Daryl and Carol are getting their own show. Uh, well, what it's going to be about, no idea. No idea. There's so many factors that play into that. What are the Rick Grimes movies going to give us in regards to to Daryl and Carol's character, characters, where are their characters going to be when that last episode does air of the original title of The Walking Dead? Uh, what role is World Beyond going to have on them? Everything is all intermixed, guys. So we're still two years away from the uh the original the walking dead title airing its last episode so no idea it could be anything but what we do know is that they have limitless options on which way to go with this the writers uh their toughest job is going to be to pick the best option that is going to be great for the viewers great for the actors and just have it be an all-around great experience for everyone. Um, uh, Achilles writes, I'm going to join the Walking Dead and destroy all the zombies. Good luck, buddy. Uh, Volkrin5 writes, hello, I love your stuff, bro. I love you, bro. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Volkrin5. That really means a lot. Uh, GJ Surya is waving at us. Waving right back at you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, so anyway, I'm just scrolling through the chats. Uh, uh, Volkrin writes, you keep me busy during the quarantine. That When we started this show, it wasn't because of the quarantine. It was just timing that it worked out that way. But it really turned into something for us to bring us all together as Walking Dead fans to, you know, the only rule to watch this stream, just leave the real world 
at the door before you come in here for the hour. And let's forget about what's going on on the outside real world right now in all the craziness. And let's just sit back and discuss one of our favorite shows. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, what about Father Gabriel and his love triangle? That's another good one. Uh, you know, he, he he's not the, uh, the triangle. It was, well, he was a part of the triangle. It was Rosita's triangle between Sadiq and Gabriel. But Rosita made it very clear when she was having that conversation with uh, Sadiq when she told him she was pregnant. Remember, she referred to it as when they were having fun over the summer. There was never any real feelings between Rosita and Sadiq. They basically just had sex. So there were no, you know, love feelings there as opposed to what she has with Gabriel now, even though I don't remember them saying the word love to each other, we are sort of led to assume that they do love each other. So that's, you know, so that's kind of an iffy triangle right there. Uh, Singer Chick writes, Michonne and Rick did not end badly. They just don't know it yet. Uh, they still need to discover a lot of things. Uh, big love from India. Aja is sending us. Let's see what else is going on. Uh, Volkwin writes, my brother kind of looks like Daryl. Evelyn Elizabeth is giving us a thumbs up. Uh, Rushling Singh is laughing. Let's see. Anyway. So, continuing on with this tragic love story, uh, Henry and Lydia are no exception to this trend that we have seen on the series season after season. So, what makes their love story unique over the others that we have just listed? I guess one of the themes that caught the attention of fans and the media is the parallel their story has with, as I mentioned earlier, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Whether you've read it in its original form, seen it in a play, everyone sort of knows the story of Romeo and Juliet uh, and what happened with them and the tragedy, as with all of Shakespearean plays, almost all ended tragedies, a story of forbidden love between two young people in their teens who defied their families just so they can be together. And it was through death that they did part. Uh, there were also deaths among the two factions as a result of Romeo and Juliet's actions. The biggest difference between Romeo and Juliet and the story of Lydia and Henry is that only one of the lovers died in the Walking Dead storyline, and that, of course, was Henry. In saying that, they did take on board the element of suicide with Lydia attempting to kill herself uh, in the Season 9 finale uh, during that big storm. Uh, she was getting really picked on by everyone, Daryl, was the only one standing by her side. Uh, she walked away from the group. Remember, it was the middle of that snowstorm. She went up to a walker who was trapped in ice. And uh, she was exposing her arm to get bit. And it was Carol that walked in and stopped her uh, from doing it. Uh, that's when they had that famous scene... Uh, Lydia was blaming herself, did not blame Carol if Carol did blame her. And that's where Carol tells her that she is not weak. <clears throat> so anyway, that's that scene right there. Uh, if it weren't for Carol, who would have found Lydia? Do you guys think that Lydia would have gone through with it? 
Do you think when she was, you know, extending her arm out for that walker to take a bite out of her, how many of you guys think she would have actually gone through with that? I'm sort of on the fence. Uh, she had an enormous amount of guilt, not only for what happened to Henry, but the fact that her mother is causing all these problems for the group that took her in. So you can sort of understand why she's feeling the way she's feeling. Everyone blames her except for Daryl. And then we find out Carol doesn't blame her either. Carol squarely puts the blame on Alpha, which is where it belongs. But do you guys really think she would have let herself get bit? I'm leaning more towards no. I think it was just a moment of weakness. And if you guys remember that scene, she was really hesitant. She didn't just, you know, boom, put her arm right in front of the walker's mouth. Say, here, ended for me. I no longer want to go on. She was very slow, very indecisive. So personally, I don't think she would have done it. Singer Chick on YouTube writes, I do. Her mom was a monster. She was, there was no reason to stay alive, and she lost the only love she's ever known. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, I agree with you. I'm 50-50. Uh, EMIJ on YouTube writes, we are happy chatting in here. Listening to Viz updating us about The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, and World Beyond. Alright, so let's move it along. Uh, not long after this incident, Lydia does make a second attempt at ending her life. And this time, it's her asking Carol to do it. Uh, she couldn't get the walker to bite her. Carol stopped her. She couldn't do it. I don't think she would have done it anyway. So, she still wanted to die just didn't have it in her for her to do it herself. So she pleads for Carol to kill her. And uh, Lydia went as far as guiding the stick uh, that Carol was holding up to her chest. And seeing Carol hesitate, she tells her, please do it for Henry. Of course, we all know that Carol having, you know, a hard time grieving for her adopted son, refused to kill Lydia. And that really says a lot about Carol's character. We know, you know, with season 10, the rampage and the series of bad and selfish decisions that Carol went on to do, but we know that she never really blamed Lydia for what her mother did. Uh, she put it all on Alpha, where it belonged. Now, for the time being, Lydia is alive and hasn't displayed any further thoughts of ending her life. Now, the other notable difference between Romeo and, uh, sorry, between Juliet and Lydia is the reasons behind why they wanted to end their lives. Juliet, in the, in the original version, stabs herself with Romeo's dagger because she couldn't bear the thought of not being with Romeo. If you aren't familiar with that story, Romeo had poisoned himself earlier when he thought Juliet was dead, but she was only in a deep sleep after taking a sleeping potion that somebody forgot to tell him about. Anyway, with Lydia... Her reasons were motivated by the guilt she felt over not just over Henry's deaths, but the deaths of many others at the hands of her mother, Alpha. Lydia also felt if she were gone, then nobody else had to die. It was a selfless act and no one which had anything to do with wanting to be... Wait, sorry. I mean, it was a selfless act and no one which had anything to do with wanting to be with Henry 
in the afterlife or whatever you would like to call it. She didn't want to die uh, just so she can go away and be with Henry. She wanted to die squarely out of guilt. Uh, some of the similarities that compare with the Romeo and Juliet story are the feuding groups or families. In the uh, Shakespeare story, you have the Montagues and the Capulets. In The Walking Dead, it was a combination of the survivors, uh, Kingdom Hilltop Alexandria versus the Whisperers and the Walkers. This feud in both stories escalated into all-out war when the star-crossed lovers ran off together and there were lives lost on both sides. This parallel between the two worlds was interesting to see play out. Now, who knows if this was intended by the writers to have a tragic love story that softly mirrored the themes of Romeo and Juliet, or it just happened to work out that way. Now, what do you all think about the theme when you see, when you were watching the show, particularly after Henry was killed? Did you see any, you know, resemblance to the old Romeo and Juliet story? Did it ever cross your mind? Two star-crossed lovers, the two feuding families, but in this case, it's the survivors and the whisperers. There's a lot of parallels to be drawn on here. Now, let's talk about the way Lydia's love story is portrayed in the comics. Now, for starters, Henry isn't actually even a character in the comic books. In the comic book series, the closest parallel we have behind Lydia and Henry's love story is between Lydia and Carl. Since Carl was killed off in season 8, on the TV show, they needed a character to fill his role, and Henry became that character. Uh, thanks to the time jump in the TV show, it placed Henry at just the right age he needed to be at. Uh, it's fascinating to note that there are some very big differences to how the story is uh, angled compared to the source material, meaning the comic books. But let's look at the similarities first. In the comic books, it's Carl who is training to be a blacksmith at Hilltop, uh, where in the series, it's Henry. He had to convince Ezekiel and Carol for him to leave the kingdom because he wanted to go to the Hilltop now, we know he had some ulterior motives about being at the hilltop. It's because at the time, he had the hots for Enid. Uh, also in the comics, Carl is placed in the holding cell for fighting with bullies, which is how he meets Lydia, who is also being held in a cell to be interrogated. Carl and Lydia form a close bond when they're in the cells together. Uh, the same way, just put Henry in Carl's place. Um, Tiffany on Twitter writes, In fact, speaking of love triangle, in the comics, it's Carl, Lydia, and Sophia. That's right, uh, Tiffany Sophia does end up becoming Carl's wife in the comic book stories. AZ Gamer on Instagram writes, Yep, the story of Lydia, of Lydia and Henry was emotional. Kecko is giving us thumbs up on Instagram. Lee is saying hello. Deep is giving us a smiley love face. Janie Joe is with us, giving us a thumbs up. Welcome to all you guys. So, uh, Bellamy's just joined us on YouTube as well. The war between the Whisperers and the Survivors happens much the same way with Lydia choosing to stay with Carl. So, now let's look at the key differences 
on how these were portrayed in the comics versus the TV series. In the comic books, Carl and Lydia's relationship was more along the lines of a coming-of-age story. Carl and Lydia's relationship was more physical rather than romantic. In fact, Lydia even tells Carl she is not in love with him, but she does enjoy spending time together, and Carl seems to be accepting of this. No big surprise there. In contrast, Lydia and Henry's relationship is built on their mutual romantic feelings for one another. Uh, if you guys remember the scene where Lydia eats worms and Henry decides to give it a go to impress her or show her just how lovestruck he is, this happens when Henry lets her venture out of her cell. You guys remember that scene? Uh, or well, one of the scenes where Henry lets her out of the cell and uh, Lydia, for the first time, gets to see the hilltop community because when they brought her in on horseback, she was blindfolded. She didn't have a clue as to where she was. So when she was let out of that cell and shown hilltop, for the first time, her first reaction was just one of amazement because Hilltop goes against everything her mother, Alpha, said uh, existed anymore. According to Alpha, though, that world does not exist anymore. And now here, Lydia is coming face to face with it. And very quickly, her you know, sense of awe in seeing this community starts to freak her out. It starts to freak her out bad, and she begs Henry to be put back into her cell. Uh, so, moving on, uh, you know, he ate, they, he ate those worms to impress her uh, when he let her out of the cell in the comics, Lydia's unusual and primitive habits are shown through her sticking, uh, you know, her tongue in Carl's empty eye socket. I mean, that's just nasty, but that's what Lydia does in the, uh, in the comic books to, instead of eating worms, to show the primitive nature of how she was brought up under Alpha's leadership. She sticks her tongue in uh, Carl's empty eye socket. Think about that for a second. The TV series also chooses to steer clear of the sexual experiences that Lydia and Carl had in the comics to the Lydia and Henry counterpart that we see on the screen. Neither Carl nor Lydia die uh, dies in the comics they remain close friends while carl ends up marrying sophia and lydia marries connor who is a character from the commonwealth uh, there was no doubt that lydia and carl shared a special bond in the comics because carl passes down the infamous grimes hat to Lydia, all right? He tells her that wearing it made him feel safe and secure after everything he's been through. And that's kind of similar, even not verbatim exactly to what he says to Judith. Uh, when he was bit and he knew he was going to die and he passes the hat on to his little sister, he does say something along the same thing to her, even though she's too young at the time to understand. But you just swap out Judith with Lydia. When Lydia and Carl go their separate ways, and Lydia asks if he wanted the hat back, he tells her to keep it. Now, according to the showrunner, Angela Kang, when she talks about why 
Henry was chosen to fill Carl's role in Lydia's life, this is what she had to say, quote, The show has often diverged from storylines in the comics, but there are definitely plot lines from the comic that we didn't want to completely lose. Henry just organically would be with this time jump about the age of Carl in the comic books. So it's a matter of convenience that it was Henry that played the role that Carl played in the comic books. You know, the time jump helped propel young Henry into teenage Henry, puts him at roughly about the same age as Lydia. So it kind of just worked out that way. Um... Lindsay Sparks on Facebook writes, I like the show. It's different from the comics regarding the Lydia and Carl storyline. And you guys, I've said this before too. You know, if the show followed the comic books exactly, uh, for everyone that read the comic books, and there are a lot of people who read the comic books, there would be no surprises. So... It, the show probably, you can really argue, would it have gotten as popular as it did if it followed the comic books to the letter? I don't think it would have. A lot of people, the sh- what one of the reasons the the Walking Dead TV show has become so big is is how they mix things up. And what I like to call the shock factor. And it's one of its hallmarks. It's one of its trademarks. Uh, the, the shock factor. There's been so many. You know, starting with Sophia coming out of the barn. Rick biting Joe's neck. Even though that was in the comic books. Uh, just everything. God, there's too many to list. Tiffany says it would be boring. I I totally agree. If everybody, you know, if the comic book readers knew exactly what's go, what was going to happen next, first of all, they wouldn't keep it to themselves from those who hadn't read the comic books. Eventually, everybody would have found out what's about to happen. Viewership would have tanked. It never would have reached 40 million viewers per per week at its peak, you know, between seasons three and six. So I'm glad that they are keeping the stories from the comic books, changing characters around. Same thing can be said about the deaths, how they are keeping certain epic deaths from the comic book but they are replacing the characters who die those same deaths on the TV show. A good example is Ezekiel. King Ezekiel's head was supposed to be one of the heads that is on the Kingdom Fair Massacre Pike. Uh, He was supposed to be one of the people that got slaughtered by Alpha and the Whisperers, but they replaced it. They swapped it out. They kept that great storyline, but they shocked us into who was actually killed during that kingdom massacre. <clears throat> now, when we look at the way this plot line was portrayed in the TV series compared to the comic books, I think the TV series wanted their viewers to see a more innocent, romantic, and tender relationship between Lydia and Henry rather than that coming-of-age aspect in the comic books. And of course, this also paves the way for tragedy to strike and create that shock factor that wasn't part of the plot line in the comic books. Uh, Again, going back to exactly what we just talked about, they like to mix things up. Uh, Knowing how the comics have portrayed this story arc for Lydia. Which version do you all prefer? 
to to keep it a tragic love story while maintaining their innocence as we see in the TV show? Or would you rather have seen the comic book version where Lydia and Henry have a special bond uh, that isn't romantic or tragic, but more physical? So chime in, let us know. We only do have a few minutes left. Uh, but that brings us to the end of uh, our topic tonight and our discussion of Henry and Lydia, which I thought it, w- it was fascinating, uh, you know, just to think how quickly uh, Henry really flipped from having the house for Enid, wanting to go to the hilltop because of Enid, and that look in his face when he saw that uh, Enid was hooked up with Alden. And we also find out when he does discover Lydia and he runs off with her, when Alpha comes looking for her at the hilltop, we know that Lydia is very much aware of Henry's feelings towards Enid. Uh, Sorry, Enid is very much aware of Henry's feelings towards her. So I think the way it played out on the screen is great. I would not change a single thing uh, on how they did the whole Henry Lydia thing. Uh, As far as Henry's death, it had to happen uh, for for Carol's character arc. Although I really would have loved to see that character for Carol to get a break when it comes to her and her relationship with kids on the show. It's like you're it's like you you sign your death fate if you end up if you're a kid on The Walking Dead and you end up becoming really close to Carol. You know, she has the worst luck on the show in regards to children. Um Hollywood on Instagram writes, I wish Henry would have lived longer. Uh, Let's see, I'm just scrolling through the chats. Uh, Hollywood also writes, I never read the comic books because I wanted to be surprised by everything that happened on the TV TV show. Uh, AZ Gamer writes, Viz is the iconic... Uh, Negan and Lucille moment going to be in the finale where Negan hits Beta uh, and Lucille gets broken. I know what you're talking about. Uh, That's where Dwight, uh, who's still on The Walking Dead and one of Rick's militia leaders, throws the bat over to Negan. Negan basically breaks Lucille, smashing it over Beta's face. Uh, will that happen? Obviously, Dwight's not there. Someone else is going to have to play that role. Uh, since the original Lucille is gone, and we're dealing with Lucille Part 2, which is not as significant as the original Lucille, that could still very well happen. It could not. But if it does happen, it, will, it won't be as significant. Because it's not the original Lucille. And we're not going to see that original bat. As Michonne said, uh, the original Lucille was left out in the woods over seven years ago now. Uh, Left out there to rot. So, I don't think so. I don't really think it's going to happen because it would not have the same impact anymore. Anyway, guys, we are out of time. I swear to God, this hour just flies by every day. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget tomorrow, Michael Trainer, who played Nicholas on The Walking Dead Seasons 5 and 6, is going to be our special guest. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. Please don't forget to tune in and watch that. And we also have a lot of other guests lined up in this upcoming week and beyond. So go ahead and visit our website deadtalklive.com to see the complete list of the guests that we have penciled in and confirmed already and there's a lot more coming down the pipe 
Also, please visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe. If you're there right now, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow for our interview with Michael Trainer. Stay safe and stay walking.